If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas next week. 49ers, two point favorites over the Chiefs, total of 47.5. There's a lot more to talk about, though, with the big game. There are a lot of opinions going to be floating around out there on what's going to happen next Sunday in Vegas. Wes, Peyton Manning played in uh, three Super Bowls and won two, correct? Mm -hmm. When he was with your Indianapolis Colts, he won one, he lost one. The one he lost was to the Saints. The one he won, he didn't exactly play great. And, in fact, um, I thought that the uh, the Colts were a little bit fortunate to beat the Bears in that Super Bowl. He won the MVP though, which uh, should have went to uh, should have went to Dominic Rhodes. Yeah, I don't uh, think he should have won MVP, but he did. Yeah, that was uh, in 07, uh, of course, where he uh, won against Chicago down in that uh, rainstorm in Miami, and then 2015 Super Bowl 50, uh, uh, Denver over Carolina. Didn't play so well in that Super Bowl either. He kind of had a dead arm at that. Yeah, point. yeah, and you could tell, you know, he had had the neck surgery, and he wasn't the same physically. The mind was still as sharp as ever, but the body was not. Peyton Manning, how about this? His uh, postseason career record, 14 and 13 straight up. Patrick Mahomes, 14 and 3. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has been a much better uh, playoff quarterback. Let's get Manning's a great analyst, though. And then w- when they have the Manning cast on ESPN, it's funny how he sees things that are about to develop on the field before they develop. Oh, yeah. You know, he can uh, kind of see things uh, two or three plays forward. And it's very interesting to listen to his analysis on games. Let's get his take. He was on that clown show on ESPN today analyzing the Super Bowl. Uh, We're not going to hear from the clown, but we are going to hear from Peyton Manning and how he thinks the uh, Super Bowl is going to play out. Look, I think it's the two best teams that are playing because they've done it, because they've gotten to this point. Um, I think we've learned don't tell Patrick Mahomes that he can't do something. Oh, you can't win in Buffalo? Watch this. No way you can win in Baltimore in AFC Championship. Watch this. And then uh, everybody kind of wanted to write the Niners off after the Baltimore game. And, you know, look, Green Bay at halftime, I think everybody said uh, this game's over. The same for the Detroit game. And all they do is just keep fighting and keep coming back. And what Brock Purdy, all he does is get it done. He's calm and cool. I'm waiting to see Brock Purdy sweat. I haven't seen him sweat yet. He just looks as calm and collected in the pocket as Joe Montana. So uh, it's the two best teams. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is super excited about the Niners being favorites. I think he'd like to have some say in that and make, and I'm not sure why people keep picking against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes as underdogs, but I know he likes that. I know he has that laminated in the locker room, bulletin board material. We're the underdogs. They're going to, you know, channel that. So, look, I, it's been proven that I'm a bad predictor, so I'm not about to make a prediction. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think it's going to be high scoring. 
I do. I think it's going to be an offensive game, which is which is great. Um, but um, look, great. It, um, it, it, what both of those teams did in the playoffs, especially in the championship games uh, under tough conditions, my hats off to them, and they deserve to be in this game. All right, a couple of interesting things Manning said there. One is uh, he thinks Kyle Shanahan would prefer to be the underdog, and Mahomes uh, relishes the underdog role. Mm-hmm. Wes, the other one is he thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game, an offensive game. Your takes on what Peyton Manning just said. Well, look, I can understand why people think it's going to be a high-scoring game, climate-controlled environment at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs have the reputation to be in this explosive offense. We just saw the 49ers in a really high-scoring game in the NFC Championship game. And the fact that both teams really struggle against the run, I think, uh, which uh, you would think, okay, could that maybe be a more low-scoring game if these two teams are going to have a run-heavy game plan? That doesn't mean that they can't, you know, you can't have a high-scoring game with, you know, running the football. That's not necessarily true, but... uh I think the total's right, I, I, and, I, and I felt, and I was probably low. I felt it was going to close 47 just because I felt that there was going to be enough sharp action that liked the under, but we know public money's going to outweigh wise guy money, especially uh, uh, for the big game. So I may have been a little bit low on my prediction of seeing it close 47. It may close 48, but I think there's enough resistance to keep it at bay, at least at that number. About what Peyton Manning said Concerning Mahomes and the underdog role, do you think that's more of a motivating thing? Because, uh, you know, when the Chiefs went to Buffalo, there a lot of people said they're not going to mm-hmm. beat the Bills. A lot of people said they weren't going to beat the Ravens. Uh, Mahomes also heard what everybody said about how he had not won a playoff road game in his career. So he made it a point to say, hey, I, I can win playoff road games. Is there something to that, that a guy, a quarterback like that's more dangerous as the underdog, because a year ago you were getting behind Mahomes as an underdog in you know, the game you against know, I the guess that, Eagles. I guess that there is, but I, I, guys are going to use anything as motivation. So, you know, they're, they're going to be, look, if the Chiefs win after the game, you're going to have some of those players like, nobody picked us. I'm oh, like, you were the on. favorite before the damn season at 6-1. to one. They were the shortest price on the board mm-hmm. to, win, to win the game. And – you know, they drifted up a little bit because they had some struggles in the regular season. But, you know, they're always going to play that nobody respected us card. Nobody gave us a chance. That It's so cliche. So I don't think it makes as much of a difference as, as maybe people would think. Uh, I would not say these are two Cinderella stories. No. Nobody picked us. Come on. This isn't break. like if the Lions would have got among here. among two of the favorites all season. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. This isn't, you know, you had three of the four were shorter prices, like top five, top six on the odds board uh, in the summer to win the Super Bowl, and Baltimore Ravens included in that. And and certainly a lot of people like Detroit this year. They were better than I thought it, that they were even going to be because I was wondering how they were going to deal with expectations, but they dealt with them just fine mm-hmm. getting the NFC Championship game. But, yeah, I don't, I don't buy into the, you know, the fact that, it's going to be more motivation because even if the motivation wasn't there, they'd manufacture the motivation. And, uh, and, and the fact that this is the Super Bowl, obviously. Both teams are motivated. No team's more one motivated than the other. But, yeah, I'm sure that they'll take that. Yeah, I'm an underdog. I think that's a lot for the media. I think that's going to be a big media talking point when the, uh, the media converges here on us in uh, Las Vegas. And that's what I think it's going to be about. It's just going to be jibber-jabber throughout the week. Jibber jabber. Yes. The, yes, that's a very good point that Dan Moneyline Miller, our producer, uh, makes. The 49ers, by the way, favored in every single game this year, all 17 in the regular season and both mm-hmm. in the playoffs, which they did not cover both in the playoffs. So, yeah, they should be the favorite. I, I don't think the 49ers should be the underdog at all. Are you going to make a team that's been favored all year and then make them the underdog? Of course you're not. All right, this show is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. VSEN tonight. Let's transition for a moment to NBA. Wes, we got a final at the Garden, and your Pacers go down. They do, uh, and Tyrese Halliburton, of course, uh, very limited minutes uh, coming back from that uh, that hamstring injury. Halliburton only played 22 minutes tonight and uh, did not play in the fourth quarter. Pacers weren't able to hold on. It was uh, 109 to 105, so Knicks do get the cover. They've been shorthanded, too, without Randall, and they're going to be without him for at least, I think, two or three more weeks is what the reports I saw earlier today. And no OG Ananobi, but 
Jalen Brunson, 40 big points tonight. And then uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, 12 points, 19 rebounds. Precious Achua, 12 points, 16 rebounds. So I believe the Knicks, I think Tibbs, and we know Tibbs loves to play them starters heavy minutes. All the, go back to Chicago when it seemed like Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah didn't come off the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he only played eight guys tonight, uh, uh, Tibbs, but uh, they, they needed them all for, for these minutes. Uh, yeah, uh, Achua played 43 minutes. Uh, DiVincenzo, 38 minutes. Josh Hart, 38 minutes. Uh, Bronson, 37 minutes. And uh, they needed him tonight, but they do get the win, 109-105. Hey, the Knicks have been hot since they acquired OG Ananobi. Yeah, they have. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they can get him back, I think he's coming back relatively soon. And then Randall likely going to be out for about uh, three more weeks uh, for the Knicks. Jalen Brunson, the star tonight. DiVincenzo was off a uh, 33-point game against the uh, Utah Jazz. Pacers are going to be there, man, with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Pascal Siakam and Tyrese Halliburton when he's uh, fully healthy. I yeah, think this I, Pacers team is going to be I think a that they're in right in that mix. Uh, yeah. I think you've got the top three teams with uh, whatever order you want to put them in, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. And then I think that next three to me is Cleveland, New York, and the Pacers. In, in whatever order you want to put them in. I think, I think the Pacers are kind of right there in the middle, four, five, maybe six. Uh, in the East, and then there's a gap to all the teams that are after that. Knicks now 7-0 and against the spread in their past seven games. Uh, betting the Knicks has been uh, beneficial to the bankroll lately. How about the Wisconsin Badgers? Man, they blew a big lead tonight, and it was tied at 52 with about six minutes to go in Lincoln. Max Klesman hit back-to-back threes for the Badgers. Put them up 58-52. And right now it's a 63-59 game. Wisconsin holding on to a four-point lead with 3.45 to go. This is a pick game in Lincoln tonight and a big game for both of these teams. Yeah, Nebraska not going away, though. Uh, they just hit a 363-59. So uh, uh, as Wisconsin looks like they're going to get a rebound and, and one going to the uh, under four-minute timeout. So 65, uh, assuming that basket counted, uh, 65 to 59 right now for the Badgers. And uh, look, trying to hold them off, probably probably going to get a little foul fest late if Nebraska can't uh, take the lead or make it a one-possession game. Wisconsin right now at DraftKings minus 5.5, minus $1.25. Yeah, it looked like the Badgers might blow the game, but they've uh, regained their composure here. And it uh, looks like they got a pretty good shot to finish off Nebraska. The total closed 145. And actually, Nebraska closed a one-point favorite at DraftKings. Most spots, a pick them, but a total of 145, and you would think this is uh, a really good bet to stay under, but there probably is going to be a lot of fouling here yeah. in the last uh, couple minutes. Yeah, I would, would figure so if, if Wisconsin keeps this like a two-, three-possession game. we got plenty more college basketball betting to talk tonight, but up next, Patrick Everson reporting for Vegas Insider from the Westgate Superbook on the uh, Super Bowl prop unveiling. He joins us next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIM Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Use promo code tonight. Get access to everything on our new vsim.com website. You're going to get the daily best bets. The betting splits, which are updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, 24 7 video access, and the Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and uh, prop plays coming out soon. Promo code tonight. Get your first year VSIM Pro access for only $199. vsim.com. Slash subscribe. Promo code tonight. Uh, Wes, I did not put up a play on the VSIM Pro page today, but like I said on last night's show, I liked whiskey. I bet whiskey today. Small bet for me tonight. And this one's going to go down to the wire, it appears. 65-62, Wisconsin over Nebraska. Badgers have blown a big lead in this game. Two minutes to go. Wisconsin's got the ball running the shot clock down. We'll see if uh, the Cornhuskers can pull off the comeback. But uh, I think... uh, I think Wisconsin right now is in the driver's seat. Win this game, win the Big Ten. Yeah, they certainly are. And by the way, uh, Nebraska has a lot of fouls to give. And just used one there with four seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, that that was a bad time to give it if you're going to give it. That's not when you want to give the foul with 145 to go. So uh, I'm not sure how much of a foul fest we're going to get here right now because they have, uh, I believe, uh, if that graphic is accurate, only two fouls. Uh, in in this half for How Nebraska, is that possible you can get to the final two minutes of a half and have one team foul in, in, in the Big Ten, no less. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nebraska. Uh, maybe they haven't played good. They have eight fouls the entire game. Nebraska. Well, whiskey's got the ball here, and uh, the shot clock down to two. They're not going to get a shot off, and. The shot just barely got up, but it was off target. And Nebraska has got the rebound, 120 to go, and the Hoiberg's going to call a timeout. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 65 to 62 right now at DraftKings, minus 425 on the money line, plus three dollars on Nebraska. Whiskey is uh, eight and one in the Big Ten this season, and uh, a half game up on Purdue. And those teams are going to meet Sunday morning in Madison. Right now. Let's see, Wisconsin holds on and win this, wins this game. What do you think the opening line is going to be? And what would you say the closing line is going to be on Purdue-Wisconsin Sunday morning in Madison? Uh, I think Purdue probably won one and a half. Really? Yes. Purdue has not been an underdog all season, number two team in the country. I was thinking Purdue opens minus one and it closes Pick'em or Whiskey. Could minus could one. close Pick'em. Yeah, I was okay. just saying what I thought the line was was going to open, but uh, yeah, it certainly could close Wisconsin uh, as a uh, as a favorite. Look, Cole Center's tough to win in, mm-hmm. and not very many teams do. Uh, so uh, how many times has Indiana won there? Uh, uh, goose egg, zero. <laughs> I know that's zero. A, that's amazing to me. That's uh, that's didn't Indiana have a didn't Indiana have a twenty point lead in the first half a couple of years ago? They up did there and lost the game. They did. Yeah. yeah, Indiana Indiana hadn't been they weren't able to beat Dick Bennett. They weren't able to beat Tony Bennett or any other Bennett or Bo Ryan or Brad Soderberg or any of these guys. And now Greg Gard, of course. All right, three point lead for the Badgers. Patrick Everson's going to join us at seven thirty Pacific uh, to talk about Super Bowl props over at the Westgate. Meanwhile, we can update what's happening in college hoops in the NBA and look ahead to what's left on the board tonight. Uh, if you want to bet basketball, 
There's a three-point attempt by the Huskers. Nothing but net. Did you see that shot? Wow. Wow. 65 Step apiece. back three with a defender in his face, and we were tied at 65 with a minute to go. And the Huskers use another foul to give, so that's three team fouls now. You got to use them now, early in the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was Mass, by the way, the uh, the big man, the Bradley man, transfer. Rick, Rick How Mass. good's he been? He's been pretty good. He's, been, he's been awesome. I don't for think this there's team. a big man this season who's played Zach Eady at Purdue any better than he than he did. Absolutely, uh, because look, he, he, he you know, some help. Well, he well, 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 and here's the thing with Edie, too. He can't play that drop coverage. Oh, boy. That was not a great shot early in the shot. Well, if you're going two for one there, that's not a bad decision. But was Whiskey took an early three, missed it, and now Nebraska's got the ball. 38 on the game clock, 22 on the shot clock. That's, I wonder if that was a plan there to go two for one because you just don't see many college coaches no, and teams do and, that. No, and especially Wisconsin. Yeah. They, they would be not a candidate, but look. They're running a little bit faster tempo. I know when you when you look at them at the Ken Palm, they're still uh, a relatively slower tempo team, but they're more efficient offensively. And uh, if you look at it this year, they're 327, but they're not. It's still a little bit faster than than they were, but the efficiency is so good. Fifth, fifth in the country and pretty good shooting team. Like you can't just necessarily look at a team that has a low tempo and think, okay, I got to take the under every single game. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Look, uh, uh, had a, uh, I think 170 was uh, the final score with Indiana. Uh, 170 with Penn State. 160 in the first meeting with Nebraska. Uh, 155 with Iowa. And yeah, they'll have a couple low-scoring games. Uh, 127 uh, with Michigan State earlier this year. 120 at Minnesota. But you can't always assume, you know, Teams that are going to – because markets are going to correct themselves on totals. You know, teams, it's like, oh, my God, they're number one in tempo, so bet over, over, over. Well, that's why their totals are in the 160s. That's good points. Uh, our buddy Doug Kazarian texted us tonight and said, why not bet against Detroit Mercy in every game? And maybe a little bit late to the party. If you wanted to do that, you should have started doing it a long time, yeah. time ago. But, again, tonight it pays off. Cleveland State. It does. And seven and a half, eight-point favorite at Detroit. Wins by 12. Yeah, I don't like to be late for the party and early for the funeral, so to speak, yeah. as uh, Will Hill often says on this network. But, uh, yeah, seven and a half was the closing number. Cleveland State with the win and uh, uh, late cover pulled away in the second half. Uh, Detroit, man, Detroit, 0-23, the Titans. What do we have here? We're going to scrum for a loose ball in the lane. It looks like Nebraska might be going to the free throw line. Yeah, that, that's, not what, that's not what Wisconsin wanted to do. Uh, it is still one and one, by the way, though. But, uh, no, they, they wanted to get a stop there. I think on the foul on the a, offensive rebound. How about this officiating crew, Wes? Going into the final two minutes of the first half, the officials had called a total of five fouls mm -hmm. on both teams. Mm -hmm. You don't see that too often. I like it, though. I don't like a bunch of foul calls in a free throw fest. Yeah. Like we saw last night in the uh, Northwestern Purdue game or in the uh, the Villanova or the uh, Connecticut game last mm -hmm. night, the Providence Connecticut game. There were 45 foul calls in that game, right? Yeah. And, and, and look, uh, sometimes with these two teams aren't exactly like pressure teams either. You know, they kind of let you run what you want to run, run and run. Uh, they don't necessarily gamble for steals, they don't put a lot of backcourt pressures. This is a. Uh, Bryce Williams at the line. This was a one-and-one. One, he rattles and gonna, in the first one. Yeah, and he's going to get the first. This is the first lead of the game wow. for the Cornhuskers with 30 seconds left to go. Badgers got out of the gate with a 23-8 to eight lead, and the lead got a little bigger, I believe, and uh, now Nebraska's come all the way back. First lead of the game with 30 seconds to go. Here's a second free throw attempt, and it is nothing but net. Two-point lead for the Huskers. We'll see what Wisconsin does. Great guard's probably going to call timeout. They have out. one timeout yep. left, and they're going to take it right here. West also uh, tonight in the Pac-12, Arizona, an 18-and-a-half-point favorite over Cal. This game's in Tucson. Blowout in favor of the Wildcats, 87-58 to 58 with about a minute to go. 30-point lead for Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, look, they're a much different team at the McHale Center mm -hmm. than they've been on the road. They, they've, they've had a couple bad losses on the road in Pac-12 play, losing at Oregon State, losing at Stanford. Like, this is an Arizona team that has the talent, certainly the potential. Like, they should threaten at least – they should have threatened at least to go undefeated in the Pac-12. This is a down Pac-12. Mm -hmm. 
And Arizona, I think, is still going to end up winning this conference, uh, probably by at least a somewhat decent margin. But they've had some really disappointing performances, and that's what kind of scares you when they get into March. This, this team's got the talent, I think, to win the whole darn thing, even still uh, with uh, already three losses in conference play. Look, losing at Washington State, not a real huge shame in that because that's a solid team. And that's a tricky place to win. Kyle Smith is a really good coach. But losing at Stanford and getting blown out at Stanford, by the way, losing to Oregon State on the road. Inexplicable. Yeah, and and it's inexcusable, uh, I think, for for Arizona. So, uh, you know, got to keep all this talent together. I believe – I don't think Umar Balo played tonight. Uh, I think they sat him out precautionary measure with a uh, mild injury, but they did not need him over the Golden Bears. Isn't it funny how these games that are lined right around minus one, pick him, somehow seem to go down to the wire almost every time? Right, yeah, because we're seeing another one. Now there's still 12 minutes left to go. Stanford and Arizona State. Exactly. Arizona State minus one. Arizona State pick. Uh, so yeah, and Arizona State leads by one with 12 minutes to go. 46-45. Here we go. Whiskey. Driving to the basket, layup attempt, and that's good. We got a tie game. Who was that? To drive I think to that the, was Chucky Hepburn. Was that Hepburn? Who so. really had his way with this team the first uh, game. But uh, we'll have to give you the result of what happens here, I believe, he on the other side. He took some contact on that drive to the ba- bucket, but he finished it. We got 10 seconds to go, and Nebraska is going to get the last shot here. And Williams, I believe, going to come up short. We're going to overtime in Lincoln. All right, quick break. Back with more on VSIN tonight. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, with Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks Guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you will get four free boneless chicken breast, four free boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omahasteaks.com slash vsin. Omahasteaks.com slash vsin. Patrick Everson, senior reporter at Vegas Insider. He also contributes to Fox Sports. Hardest working guy in the reporting business joins us now. Patrick, uh, Wes Reynolds will not stop talking to me about how I need to try air chilled chicken. Have you had it? <laughs> air chilled chicken? Yeah. I can't say I've I can't say I've partaken in that. Is it pretty good? Well, apparently, I, I did not know, by the way, uh, uh, what air-chilled chicken was. It's part of our Omaha Steaks uh, uh, read and sponsorship here. But each bird is apparently individually chilled over the course of about three hours and then moved to a carefully monitored temperature control chamber where purified air cools them. There you go. That's okay. air-chilled chicken. Yes. Patrick. I was not aware of that. Until tonight. Uh, Patrick Everson is out at the Westgate Superbook tonight. The uh, big prop unveiling, Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and the staff have been doing this for many years, Patrick. And uh, you were there tonight to report on what's happening and talk to the uh, some of the bigger-name bettors who are hanging out, firing away at the props. I saw Bill Krakenberger, Big Randy McKay, Rufus Peabody. Uh, Patrick, tell us what the, some of the most interesting happenings are there tonight at the Westgate Superbook. Well, I thought one of the most interesting parts, you mentioned Bill Krakenberger. I got here about 04, 4.15, and Bill was just hanging out, uh, and I went over and talked to him for a little bit, and he's like, really, I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to be betting on anything tonight. I'm just going to hang out and kind of see what happens at 5 o'clock. As it turns out, he wasn't thinking he would bet on anything. He ended up being in that line that went through, you know, rotating several times around. You can make two bets, then you got to go to the back of the line. Two bets, got to go back in the line. He was the last man standing. He was the last man to make a bet among a group of a couple of dozen people that just kept cycling through and cycling through. So he came in thinking he wouldn't bet much, but he ended up making 15 plays, he said. And you can bet these up to $2,000 a pop, and I'm guessing that he probably played fairly big on most of these. He didn't reveal that, but I'm guessing he did. Um, but he said, look, after I, after I got the, the sheet and saw the odds, it's like they were very good numbers. He said, I really was shocked. Um, but he ended up playing a lot more. He said the over-under, he probably would have made it four to five bets, and he ended up making 15. 
Patrick, uh, do you have any at least early tally? I know that that's a, you know, these have only been up for a little over two hours now, but do you have an early tally about what's been popular on the prop market at the window? Well, I can tell you at least what a couple of the, I haven't heard back from the, from the guys behind the counter yet on, on kind of what the biggest movers were and so forth. But as far as some of the plays that, uh, you know, some of the things that got some interesting play, I'll give you one from Krakenberger and, 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 and a couple from, from, from Big Randy and Rufus as well. But um, Bill Krakenberger really liked the, he hates, that he hates betting overs. He says 89% of the, 80, 80 to 90% of the time he is betting unders. That's what obviously a lot of the sharp players tend to do. Hates betting overs, but he loved the total yardage of all the touchdowns at over 74 and a half. And it got bet up. So this was a mover. I guess this kind of does fall into the category you're talking about, Wes. It got bet up to 78 and a half. And he said, I still think it's really good at 78 and a half. He just thinks that with the offensive talent that's on the field for both of these teams, you could easily have a 40 yard plus touchdown at some point in this game. You could, you could take care of half of that yardage potentially in one play. And, and there are so many good skill position players that uh, he feels like even over 78 and a half is a good bet on that. So that's one that probably, uh, uh, that probably falls into that realm. I think Wes is something that got hammered. It moved up, you know, it, it's something that moved four yards. So uh, a couple that uh, the Rufus noted that he really likes longest rush for Mahomes over 13 and a half yards. I doubt it's at 13 and a half anymore, um, especially since he bet it. But um, he just said, first off, early on overs are a great bet because ultimately the best you're going to get on overs, is early before the public comes back on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all that and starts hammering those. But Rufus said over 13 and a half yards, longest rush for Mahomes. He said he's going to be doing some scrambling. He runs more in the playoffs historically. He has throughout his career, Rufus said. And he said, you know, you're, you're uh, you know, a little less likely. I thought this was a good point to slide in the playoffs. You, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a do or die situation. You win a title or you don't. So you might, dive for those couple of extra yards um so he really liked that one um and, and another one he liked was over three and a half field goals at a plus at plus 140 because that was uh was certainly an instrument and then big randy we got to talk about uh, uh randy mckay who's out here tonight as well just getting ready to wrap things up i'm going to his bet he liked kittle over 49 and a half receiving yards he said he his quote was i thought it was light uh, he noted that when these teams played four years ago, he would have been well over that total, um, except for ballparking. But he said there was like a 30-yard uh, offensive pass interference call that was a pretty weak call, he said. So he really liked uh, Kittle over 49.5 receiving yards, and I'm sure that got hammered up a little bit as well. No surprise that Big Randy is out there talking your ear off tonight. What's Big up, Randy uh, has great recall. I know. How about uh, that? To remember that. <laughs> Remembering that weak yeah. PI call from the Super Bowl in 2020 when he bet the Kittle prop. Patrick Everson, senior reporter for Vegas Insider and Fox Sports at Patrick E underscore Vegas out at the Westgate Superbook tonight when the props are posted. They were posted at 5 p.m. Pacific. I was over there, and there was not a long line, Patrick. There used to be 50-plus guys in line a lot of years. Might have been 15 tonight. So the atmosphere in the book's a lot different. What did Jay Cornegay say about the wagering handle on all these props? He was still pretty pleased with it. I mean, he understands this has evolved and that you've got, you know, DraftKings, uh, obviously, with, with tied into Beeson and, and FanDuel and some of these other operators were, you know, literally putting up a, a significant prop menu on Sunday night after the conference championship game. So he recognizes it's, a, it's uh, the landscape has evolved quite a bit, but he was pretty happy with it. He, you know, the, the, the two dozen or so people who kept cycling through were, were there were a lot of certainly a lot of max bets, $2,000 plays, and probably a lot of 500000 here and there. So he was pretty pleased with it, and he liked that the feedback he was hearing was kind of along the lines of what I told you from, from Bill Krakenberger is, look, we know some of these numbers have been hammered into shape elsewhere, but we like our numbers. We stand by our numbers. We're not going to be influenced by those. We're going to put up on the board what we think, you know, what we hashed out. We're not necessarily paying attention to what others have done over the last four days, and that gives betters who come in, who take the time to come down. It gives them an opportunity to get a number they weren't expecting to see. And I think, uh, you know, Rufus and Randy and, and Bill, among others, saw some of that tonight for sure. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and look, uh, you know, Thursday night, a lot of people are not yet in town uh, uh, for this. Uh, they're coming in over the weekend, so you're going to see, I think, a deluge of betters over there at Superbook and, and around uh, Las Vegas. And Patrick, nobody gets around Las Vegas and talks to more bookmakers than you do. What has been the lay of the land? Has it been pretty common or different from book to book in terms of what action that we've seen on the side and the total so far? Yeah, everything I've heard so far, and the two of you have probably discussed it, and, you know, maybe even ad nauseum this week, but most of the books that I've talked to, the early play has been coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs, on the spread and on the money line. Now, I know that number's made its way, you know, back up to, to Niners minus two, but still, I mean, it's a coin toss. It's a t- coin toss game. It's minus two right now at the Superbook as I look up at the big board here. But, I've, you know, I've talked to a handful of different odds makers over the last four or five days, and generally speaking, it's been like, you know, two, two to one, two and a half to one, three to one, Chiefs ticket some money on the spread, and even perhaps even a little bit more lopsided on the money line because they're figuring it's such a short number. If you're gonna, if you think the Chiefs are gonna cover, you, then you basically think they're gonna win the game. So you might as well take the the modest plus money on the money line instead of betting the spread. But that's been the case so far. Um, I have heard though that uh, you know uh, um, some of the larger wagers that are coming in have been on the 49ers, even though the Chiefs might be getting the bulk of the overall tickets and money. Some of the larger wagers have been on the Niners, and that includes, I believe, I think it was a million-dollar play at Caesars on, on the Niners on the money line, I think at minus 120. That is correct. Patrick Everson on Twitter at Patrick E underscore Vegas. And if you look at his Twitter page, Patrick, he did a great job with the uh, annual photography of uh, taking the photo <laughs> of, the, of the prop board at the Westgate tonight. You can see all the – Props that were put up there on the digital board at the Westgate. I, I always wonder, you, you make your way around town. I see you at books all over town. What's your plan next week uh, on game day? What, how, I mean, how early do you start reporting on Super Bowl Sunday, and how many different books will you hit on Super Bowl Sunday? I haven't decided this year because it's such a unique circumstance with the game being here, but I think it'll be awesome. I'll start reporting probably six in the morning and do like a little bit of a, kind of a, a mini tweet storm on the game, try and get some opinions from three or four different books nationally and locally on how the game's being bet as the day, you know, as the sun rises. But I want to kind of get out early because it's, it's, it's a battle to get the free seats at the sports books. It's always been a battle, but now it's even more so because there are fewer and fewer free seats at the books, which I think is kind of an unfortunate reality, but mm-hmm. I'll be out early and I'll probably hit three or four books. I'll, I'll go to South Point, I'll be at Superbook, maybe a couple of others. Maybe we'll see you here at Circa, and uh, Patrick Absolutely. Great to have you on, maybe we'll catch up with you again next week. Patrick, always appreciate the time. Thanks. You bet, thank you. Patrick Everson of uh, Vegas Insider Fox Sports they are storming the court in Lincoln. Details next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Working for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings app now and use code VSIN. New players can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Promo code VSIN. Wes, I thought it was interesting what Patrick Everson said. Now he's a reporter for Vegas Insider on Fox Sports. He's over at the Westgate Superbook tonight. Props are going up and, uh, Hundreds of props, 500-plus props up over there. Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and the staff do a great job on those. And they're real, let's give credit where it's due. Those guys are basically the, the prop originators. Yeah. They're the ones who made this so popular. All the way the back in the day at the Imperial Palace. They didn't uh, come up with the group. first props, but they came up with the most. They started right. to really grow prop betting and promoting it, and that's where it took off. And a lot of that crew still together yeah. over there. Something to be said for that. Jeff Sherman, Ed Sammons, a lot of those guys. Uh, still together and working on the props. Jay Cornegade told uh, Patrick that 68% of the Westgate Super Bowl handle, wagering handle, 68% is going to be props. You know, so you can talk a lot about the line and the total, but the props are the lion's share of the betting mm-hmm. in this game. And, you know, it makes sense when you got hundreds of props well, up on the board. And also, you know, with, with the Super Bowl, it's the only game on the board, obviously, from a side and total perspective. You may not like the side in the total. You'll mm-hmm. have plenty of pros, by the way, where they'll give their opinion on the game. That doesn't mean they're going to bet the side or the total if they don't think that there's value, if they think that the number is right. And that's why the prop market, you know, able, able to get people involved. And, you know, some people bet the prop market for fun. Uh, you'll have a lot of Super Bowl parties and, you know, hey, I want to bet whoever is the first touchdown. Or, you know, or this guy to score a touchdown, kind of kind of your more basic props. Nothing, right. you know, it really advanced because you're going to get into some of these props, especially the cross sport ones. And then also the, uh, you know, the, one, the ones like Patrick talked about, you know, most average bettors are probably not going to bet the combined yardage of the touchdowns at, uh, you know, whatever the price was. I think it was 74 and a half. Most aren't going to be able to look because you got to look deep into that packet. Because the ones that are going to be the popular ones are obviously the star players in their yards or anytime touchdown or first touchdown, what have you. We know that there's always the big ones that get bet in terms of the big yes prices. Will there be a safety? Betters like to bet a little to win a lot. So they're going to do that, you know, bet the safety or is there going to be a kickoff return touchdown or, or whatever it is because they want to make a big score for a very small investment. Sure. Looking at uh, the Twitter machine, Patrick Everson posted his uh, photo from the Westgate Superbook tonight. Said he spotted celebrities over there, including Big Randy McKay, Rufus Peabody, Bill Crackman. I talked to all three of those and, guys over there. Including uh, and also mentioned uh, Matthew Humans. I got to call you uh, Matthew, like Matthew Pavone, uh, in honor of him winning the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. I only got week. to stick around there for about a half hour. I had to uh, come over here to host the show with you. I, I mean, knew that there wasn't a chance I was going to be able to make not it. Not with that over traffic. There. No. And the traffic's brutal over there by the strip. But I did have time to stop at McDonald's on the way here, and I got the double Big Mac. Have you had that yet? I have not. I, I have not heard disapp- about it. Did not disappoint. It lived up to expectations. It was then. legit. Say so it was legit. When are they going to bring back the uh, McDLT? Were you a McDLT yeah, guy? I could go for that. Yeah. You know, Canada just got the McRib back for the first time in like 10 years. Oh, wow. And uh, John DeSimone, who's a professional sports better, lives up in Windsor, Canada, sent me uh, a text yesterday and said, he went down to McDonald's in Windsor and he got three, uh, three McRibs. And the kid working the register told him he had sold over a hundred McRibs in the first hour. 
Can Canadians love their pork, they Matt? Do. They love it. Also, if you follow on Twitter at VSIN Live, you're going to see a clip up from our show tonight. Chuck Esposito, the Red Rock Sportsbook Director, talking about the uh, Super Bowl betting angle that uh, we discussed on the quarterbacks in the first hour of the show tonight. It's great to have Chuck on in the first hour. And uh, a lot more to talk about in the Super Bowl. We'll get to in the final hour tonight. But college hoops next, Wes Reynolds. And uh, a court storm in Lincoln, Nebraska tonight. At one point, I don't know if this is the biggest lead, but I saw Whiskey was up 47 to 29. So an 18-point lead. 19 points was the biggest lead of the game. 19, the biggest lead of the game. You would not think Wisconsin would blow a lead like that. The Badgers blew it in overtime. They go down to Nebraska. Yeah, A.J. Store with 28 for Wisconsin, but not enough uh, for Nebraska. C.J. Welter, 22, rank mast. Uh, the Bradley transfer, 20 and 8. Bryce Williams, that 17 and 9. Well. He did. Yeah. He's he's been terrific. Uh, uh, Juwan Gary back obviously helps them defensively. He had nine. Uh, how about this? Uh, this is an odd box score stat line you don't see very often. Uh, Stephen Kroll, who is a Wisconsin seven foot center, he was in foul trouble tonight. Had one point and thirteen rebounds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like Rod, that's Rodman esque. That's one of the strangest stat lines you're gonna see. That yes. is Dennis Rodman like. That is that is very uh, Rodman like. Only with Rodman, it'd be like thirty. I remember when I covered the Bulls in the late '90s. There were games where Rodman would have zero points and like eighteen rebounds. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, off the bench. Yeah. And when he started, it'd be the high twenties. Uh, so uh, a lot of times you wouldn't even take a shot. Yeah. Kosai Tomonaga, the Japanese Steph Curry, only two points tonight for Nebraska, but they get it done. Look, th- this this team's going to be in the NCAA tournament. There's Nebraska's no question in. about that. Nebraska's in. Northwestern's in. Nebraska, Purdue, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and Illinois. The Big Ten's got five locks. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And, 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 and look, it's not like they've slowed the pace up, Nebraska, but – they're not, you know, because Hoiberg wanted to do a lot of that press in, get up and down. It's like you don't have the guys to do that in the Big Ten. You just do not have that level of talent to do that in this conference. And then the style of play in this conference isn't always conducive to that. But you look at a Nebraska team, they now got a win over Purdue, a win over Wisconsin, a win over Michigan State as well. Uh, also a win over Northwestern. So this team's got a lot of big-time wins. You've got some teams right now that might be in that – projected field from Lenardi or any of the other bracketologists and you look at their resume it's like they don't have one good win and Nebraska's yeah. got a few <clears throat> Nebraska's gonna be in I bet on Nebraska against Purdue I bet on Nebraska against Northwestern but tonight I bet whiskey and took the loss in overtime Wisconsin to pick them and uh, Badgers go down after blowing a 19 point lead in Lincoln another case west of a top 10 team losing to an unranked team this mm-hmm. seems to be routine in uh, college hoops, but uh, a good a good basketball game in the Big Ten. That sets up a battle for first place in the conference on Sunday morning in Madison, Purdue at Wisconsin. And I can tell you, I'm going to bet whiskey again. I'm going to bet. I, I'm pro- bet I probably will too. And I think you're going to get him as a home dog yeah. uh, uh, in the in this game. Uh, you know, maybe perhaps even as high as two. Two and a half. I, I don't know if it'll go much higher than that. Uh, but I think Wisconsin certainly will get some support. I can guarantee that's going to be on the VSIM Pro page for me on Sunday as uh, Wisconsin against Purdue. Uh, Boilers off an overtime win last night against Northwestern. I'm going to give you some stats. This is from that uh, Twitter account, OptiStats, which puts out a lot of good stuff. How about this from last night's uh, Purdue 105-96 win over Northwestern in overtime. Northwestern is the only Division I team in the last 25 seasons to score 95 or more points, shoot 55% or better from the field, finish with 20 or more assists, have fewer than 10 turnovers, and lose the game. Wow. The only team in Division I in the last 25 seasons to do that. Division I teams had been 763-0 and zero when putting up those numbers in a game. That's that's amazing uh, to to be able to do that and uh, not be able to pull out the win and uh, uh, yeah tough beat if you had uh, I think uh, Northwestern second half money line or if you bet him in certain in game prices uh, with uh, Chris Collins getting the double T's at the end there and Purdue ends up winning by nine yeah Chris Collins getting uh, double technicals with uh, time basically running out and it was going to be a one hundred one ninety six final Mason Gillis steps to the free throw line. Purdue had trouble hitting free throws all night. Nothing but net. Four straight attempts. 
And uh, like I said, I know a professional sports better who had Northwestern plus eight and a half as a live bet and lost it. But those four free throws at the end when Northwestern lost by nine. Yeah. That's about as bad a beat as you could possibly get. Yeah, no no question about it. So uh, in-game can be bad beats. Uh, I wish we would have a good win ahead. We had bet, in, uh, or bet this one. Uh, how about Oregon and USC? 29 to 27, just 11 minutes into the game. The total on this one actually dropped from the opener. Went to, uh, I think, as low as 146 at a faraway store. These two clubs not playing much defense here. Already 32 to 27. We're not even to the under eight in the first half. You know, speaking of a total, Wes, I should mention this. Bad beats and totals. So the Wisconsin-Nebraska game went to overtime at 67 all, correct? Mm -hmm. So it's 134 points. The total was 145 and a half. They don't call it undertime. They call it overtime. 152 points, 80 to 72. The final, it goes over the total in overtime. Tonight, that's a tough one if you bet the under. All right, final hour tonight. More Super Bowl betting, college hoops, NBA, and golf. Stay tuned. The Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.